Breaking! Here he, here he. Here she, here they, here we. Here we. We're back. We're back. One, two, three. We're, we're back. back. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you joking? On three or after three? It's on always three after three. On four. Well, because I can't be like one, two, we're back. No, it's yeah, always like one, you two, can three, do one, then. two, we're back. No, nobody of does it. Of course you can. You Literally know, three, nobody does it. Two, and we're back. No, you know it's yeah. three, two, one, and, and we're, we're back. back. No. Nobody does it on. I can't. Nobody does it on three. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, hi. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to the quick. We're still not cheersing. So I'm We're cheersing still not star. Cheersing. The broken star that's on our it's not recording broken. table. It actually works. There's like wires it's a light. hanging out. It what, works. What do, you, do you like wire it up? Mm-hmm. Really? I don't. No. Um, can I tell you an embarrassing story? Please. I love your embarrassing stories. Uh, up until... It was pretty sad, actually, because it wasn't that long ago. Like, 10, 15, so many years ago, whatever. I didn't know that you could just change a light bulb, like, regularly. I thought you had to wire it in, so I never did it. <laughs> so you made it into adulthood thinking that? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yep. And so, um, yeah, like, I just, I guess I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I never needed to myself. And then, like, obviously, like, growing up, I didn't. My mom did that. And I always thought, like, you had to wire it in for some reason. I don't know. I feel like I saw somebody, like, change a light bulb once or take a light bulb out. And there were, like, wires sticking out. So I was like, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not I'm no electrician. <laughs> I don't understand why all these people. And I don't know what the deal is. I never really paid attention. And then one day, I saw somebody do it. And I was like, are you? fucking kidding me but you've seen light bulbs in stores right yeah but i just never paid attention like i've never like grabbed a light bulb to look at you know what i'm saying like it's yeah. just never it's just one of those embarrassing things that like like the pancake like i i probably yes i've had pancakes oh my god that's right but, like i, I just never had pancakes so it's one of those things that i'm like wait what's what does a pancake even taste like like so it's one of those things that I just never, you know, yes, I've, I'm sure I've seen light bulbs. And I'm sure I could definitely, if I really had spent the time to think about it, but in my brain, it was always just like, that's an electrician's job. <laughs> so don't change it. And it's funny because I feel like I've seen it like, like I could, like even if a light bulb wasn't there, there's like a place to screw it in. But I don't know why, I swear to God, I saw those like wires hanging down and I just, always assumed that you had to wire something in. Oh man. Yeah. That that's bad. Did do you remember like the electrician coming out? You remember a the lot? light bulb coming on when I realized I could just screw it in? <laughs> but like did the electrician come to your house a lot whenever a light bulb was blown or did you just figure your mom was like electrician? Yeah. Or I just I don't know. I don't have any specific memories of her changing a light bulb. I'm sure she did, but like I don't know. I just didn't I don't know. It's ridiculous. It was very bad hilarious. how long it took me to realize that it was just a screw in kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Thing I'm a Bobby. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. You're all grown up now. I Life am. lessons. I'm doing my own laundry as you know, an adult. And you just learned recently that bread is baked in an oven. I, you know what? And <laughs> you know what else I learned? So I realized that I don't know shit. Like I consider myself smart. Yeah. 
weirdly smart, especially on certain things, but I there's so many things that I just don't know. Like Right. Like you could do surgery right now, but how does a calculator work? Bread in and why does a cal- why does calculator know all that math? <laughs> like I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm like, well, how the fuck does a calculator work? I don't a hundred percent know how a, a camera works. Still, that's confusing. Oh, I can tell you how okay, a camera please. works. So there's like a little imp inside okay. the box that has art supplies, and just whenever you point You're the such camera, such an asshole. I was excited to actually learn. No, this. whenever you point the camera, the little imp takes a little like mental picture and then sketches it out. Honestly, that is about what I mean. It's just one of those things I've just never truly thought about until the other day when I was like, wait. How does a calculator work? Like, why does it? And I get it. It's like coding, and like I don't know. But really, how is the math all in there? You know, it's 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 a weird thing, but it is. Is this like a podcast about how things how, work? Yes, how things work. I think there's already one called How Stuff Works. So we're I probably really more like how things work. How things work? How thingies work? Yeah. So um, I know it sounds ridiculous, but like I said, I mean, I do consider myself smart. I am smart. Yes, you are. But I just, I, it's unbelievable the things that I don't know. And okay. look, I was sitting there thinking about all the things that I don't no. Here's the thing. I also consider myself smart. Sure. You are very smart. I also just have those moments of just plain dumb. Yeah. Right? So last night we did an, another Zoom call with my family and my brother and his wife could not join us, but they were supposed to lead, but they're up in Manistee and they couldn't get the service on the Zoom. So my mom was going to lead because they've made it with her before. And it was a mango kulfi, which is basically like a mango Wait, ice cream. You're saying lead and ice cream. What do you... What like, you we're cooking, you know, the cooking that oh, we do. Oh, okay. Zoom All right. Cooking. I was like, is that like a Zoom term? Or... Okay. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Zoomkini uh, that we made last time? Yes. I told you about the Zoom Zoomkini. Well, this time we were doing the mango kulfi, which is like a mango ice cream. Sure. Okay. But the night before, my brother sent a text saying, take half a cup of salt and uh, put it into like about four cups of, of water and freeze it overnight. So we did that and we're doing this process. And my mom, you know, so we go through this whole thing where we like take the mangoes, you know, we skin them, chop them up, get them all in there. We puree the I mango. Wish you could see her, she's doing the whole thing with her hands. Go ahead. We puree the mango. Sure. We add the cream. That the, sounds so good. To the be cardamom, honest. the saffron. Yum. I mean, it's going to be delicious. And then my mom says, now put the mango in the salt water. And what she meant was put the bowl inside the bowl of salt water, right? Like set the bowl inside the bowl. Okay. But the way I heard it was, Add the mango to the salt water. Sure. What? Well, what? Well, okay. Yeah, that's what I. Which was not, not the right good. move. No, it didn't. Because it sense. was a it was a quarter cup of salt. So and I, so I go down to taste it, and I'm like, oh, that's salty. And my mom says, you weren't supposed to add it to the salt water. And I was like, oh my god, so you ruined it. <laughs> you totally ruined it. So smart people do dumb things. Yes, that's the point of the story. A hundred. No, I mean a hundred percent. What you're saying there, like that that amount of ridiculous is. I'm all over that. I mean, because the thing is, is I am a good cook. I know how to cook. So it's sort of, but at the same time, I'm following somebody else's recipe. I don't really know how this, what the dish actually is. 
you know, up to start with, you know, I didn't know what mango coffee was. So it was sort of like, okay, I'm just in this for the thing, you know, and oh man, big mistake. Do not add the mango to your salt water. What can I ask real quick though? Mm -hmm. What would adding a bowl to a bowl? It helps it become ice cream. So basically because the, the salt won't allow the water to freeze up completely. So you put one bowl inside the other bowl and then the ice slushes up around it. I get it. That's yeah, brilliant. Okay, so you yeah. just put that shit right yeah. in the salt water. Right in. Delicious. <laughs> um, that reminds me of another real quick story. I worked at a restaurant once, and it was um, you remember like the Mongolian barbecue kind of that thing? It was like um, oh yeah, it was like a a generic version. I don't know, it's generic. I don't know, you know, like a version of we, that. Yeah. yeah, we he had the grill, yeah. all the stuff, same thing, but not. And we had a we had um a sweet and sour chicken there and uh my friend mark worked in the back at the time and cooked and i will never forget one night actually and it's funny because two things happened at on one night there that is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me in a restaurant um one i went to fill somebody's coke with uh we used to have pitchers of soda like on the side yeah and i fucking put soy sauce in it oh and i just wasn't paying attention and two Mark was cooking the um, uh, the dish, brought it out to the table, and the ta- the guy at the table was like, I can't eat this. And he 100% did the whole mistake the salt for sugar thing. Oh, no. And so, yeah. So, but not only that, but he made like five dishes, so all five people. But there were like two people that didn't say anything. But Mark was like, it's a lot of salt in that salt <laughs> sugar. So, um, yeah, that's, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Think not, not. Soy sauce for Coke. Um, and don't add salt to Okay, last story coffee. I'm going to tell for the night. Okay, but I have one more restaurant story that I was thinking about the other day. <laughs> when I worked at this one steakhouse, you know how you have to walk out with big trays and uh-huh. like kind of set it out like at a tray jack? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went, I was trying to, pay, I had this huge like tray of a bunch of big meals or whatever. And I went out to the dining room and it was like this older steakhouse in my hometown. And I grabbed the tray jack, set it down put the tray on it and it kept sliding and I'm like what the hell so busy it was in the weeds and I'm like what is going on I looked down <laughs> and this guy was looking at me I grabbed his walker <laughs> and I was trying to put the tray and I well first I noticed that it was it had two tennis balls on the bottom and so I was thinking of the guy who ran the restaurant and I was like why did he put tennis balls on this? and I'm trying to put the tray down I'm like why is it and I like looked down and it hit me and I was and this old man's looking at me used his walker to try to put the tray down to deliver the meal oh my god that's a good one alright yeah wait I, let me tell you one of my restaurants. I want to hear it restaurant okay. tales we should definitely get into that one day well restaurant fails restaurant fails really yeah, yeah but so okay i was working at this breakfast lunch place and we were super busy this is when i lived in arizona yeah and uh the i mean we're slammed and we're just all running around and i take my food out to a four top and i set everything down anybody need anything blah 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 nope everybody's good I go back into the kitchen and my boss, Chris, is standing there and he's in the you know window and he's like, where'd my chicken sandwich go? And I pull out a chicken sandwich and I said, Chris, it's right here. And he said, no, I took a bite out of mine. <sighs> no. Yes. <laughs> so I run out to the table oh. and the person had not even noticed. Did they eat it? They were eating it. And so all I did was say, 
How is, How is everything? everything? <laughs> I uh, I had a table once find a full full ass rubber glove in their salad. Oh, that's no, awful. it's I had so we had the gloves above the salad station, oh. and I must have just been again in yeah. the weeds. Put the gloves on, working quickly. <laughs> My oldest glove in the salad, and it was one of the little, a little. It was at the Red Lobster. I have so many Red Lobster stories. I, I dropped a whole in her Caesar salad. Um, excuse me, man. Yeah, no, there's I was a there's... rubber glove in my salad. There was no. I was just like, I, I don't know, but yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious. So, um, yes. How was your week? Good week, right? Good week. Good yeah. Week. yeah. How was your great past week. couple weeks? Families in town. Had lots of kids. Yeah. Lots of kids. Yeah. yeah, same. And it was joy joyous. Joyous. Joyous and wonderful. Excellent. Love those little tanks. Same. All right. Uh like, should we continue get... our conversation about cults? I think we should. Because Excellent. I don't think we indoctrinated enough people with our last episode. Nope. And so we have a little bit more work to do in terms of the initiation rituals. I, I like think. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I have we just have a bit more to talk about. It's a big subject. Uh great. So, Nicole. Evie. After last week's conversation about cults, I started thinking, like, well, what's the difference really between, like, a cult and a commune, right? I mean, it seems like there seems to be kind of like a fine line, right? So, I did a little bit of digging, and um, what I found was that, generally speaking, like, um communes are like intentional communities where mm-hmm. people live and work together to sort of achieve a same, uh, the same goal, which doesn't necessarily equate to having all of the same belief system, right? Like they have a similar belief system in terms of the way they want to live, but that doesn't necessarily translate to spirituality or politics or any of these other kinds of things. Sure. Although they might have like sort of a, yeah, a crossover a, yeah. effect, right? So in this article um, from Rolling Stone magazine, um, which was entitled Cult or Commune, How Utopian Communities Turn Dangerous, um, they discussed this test. uh, It's called the BITE model. And it takes, so it sort of helps you determine whether or not it's a commune or a cult. Okay. And basically the BITE model, it's like an acronym and it stands for uh, behavior, intellect, thoughts, and emotions. In other words, like how much is your behavior being controlled? How much are your thoughts defined by other, you know, one particular leader? You know, um, are you allowed to question things? Is there critical thinking allowed or is questioning, you know, sort of like yeah, a bad yeah. thing? And then of course, emotions, you know, that sort of emotional blackmail that, that plays into it. So I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, little test, you know, because I mean, when when we talked about a lot of the different cults that we talked about last week and that we may talk about tonight, it just seems like some of them kind of started off like almost as a commune. Yeah. With and the intentional then, living. Yeah, yeah. And then somehow morphed into more culty status. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting you say that. The first thing that comes to mind 
It's so silly, but I, I don't know why, but I think about this all the time. With great re- power comes great responsibility. You know, right. from Spider-Man, yes. yes. And it's so rare <laughs> that, like, humans, when their they're power is thrusted upon them or however they attain it, they do the right thing. You know, they have a tendency to, to not do the right thing. I mean, we're so corruptible. And, right. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I mean... It's it's that's an interesting article and it, it's kind of similar with like well when you really think about it what's the difference between a cult and the organized religion right now now of course and I don't know maybe I'm just even programmed to say this that there is a difference yeah but um, well I think in some religions there is a difference and in some there isn't right yeah. I mean like you know in some religions it is welcomed to have a hearty debate about certain doctrine right and it's it's considered like okay to like question you know this belief or that belief you know and the point is is to have an open and honest dialogue about it right so that yeah. you can like help that person find the right yeah, I mean, way you know what i mean but but it isn't necessarily like something where you're shunned and you're like cut out of the community if you question things right yeah i think well, I mean, yeah, I don't think the that it's as extreme as that, that maybe you're, you aren't shunned or you're not cut out of the community. However, I don't know that, I would say a lot of organized religions, and I mean, especially if, like, let's say, you know, not as much as, like, vulnerable adults, but children who are brought up in the religion, um, I don't know that it's really usually um, celebrated for kids to question things. You know, I, I have a, I have some memories of my own and I just know like when you're younger you're in like let's say you're in a catechism or you're in um uh you know like a the weekly like a bible study or right, something right. like that like um you know I, I don't know I don't remember being there being a lot of healthy dialogue about like hey why is it this why is it that actually it seemed more along lines of like when you start questioning it's more along lines of like don't question it. It's God, you know? And well, I, I like- think that's often the answer, but I mean, like, I don't necessarily think the, it's not always don't question it. I think the answer is usually, well, it's God's will, or that's what God wants or whatever. But I also think that's sort of more specific to Western religion. Don't you think? I mean, I think Eastern religion is a lot more about questioning, questioning life, questioning existence, questioning purpose. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, I don't know. But maybe not questioning I doctrine. I don't know enough about Eastern religion to really speak to that personally. But I do I do imagine, though, that, like, let's say if you're in a religious upbringing in a religious household, I don't know. I don't think that it's really that celebrated to be, like, a really curious kid where you're, like, wanting to learn about them. I feel like it's usually, like... kind of um thought of as like being disrespectful towards the religion and i know that goes for yeah no i think i think you're probably right i think that i'm probably just thinking about my own upbringing more than anything whereas like my mom did encourage like questions and my parents did encourage questions well i i was not raised religiously so i i mean this is not my own upbringing um i grew up in an area that um a majority of the people that i grew up with were jewish and I can't exactly speak to what happened, what was going on there, but I do know like Hebrew school and stuff. And I know that like, it would have probably not been like super celebrated for, you know, where young kids to be like, it, like, Hey, wait, wait a minute. This sounds a little, you know, um, it, it, this yeah. in the same, like, you know, in the same vein of like growing up in like, uh, I mean, I didn't even grow up going to like, 
Bible study or anything like that. But I did go to a, a church a few times, which is a ridiculous story. I got to tell you about one day. <laughs> but um, I do know that like it just kind of it's taught. This is what it is. I don't know any religion that really kind of comes from the place of like, well, this is who we are. I, you know, this might not be right, but this is who we are. Yeah. Religion is usually taught as like, this is what it this is. This is the answer. This is the answer. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, actually, I do have somebody in mind who is a religious expert, like actually, you know, religious studies and stuff like that. Sure. Um, is it me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're my surgeon friend. Okay. Yeah. You're the person I refer expert. everybody to for surgery. Excellent. Um, an electricianery. Yeah, an electricianery. Absolutely. Are you electricianary? I like electricianary. It sounds more official. Electrician. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Knock me the fuck out because I was <laughs> being serious. But I, I do okay. actually yes. have somebody that we could have on who could actually talk and help us kind of parse some of this because I, I, yeah. I agree with you as somebody who is not uh, somebody who participates in organized religion as an outsider to that. It does often seem like. Uh, <laughs> really <laughs> like i'm getting That's... messages in the middle of a podcast <laughs> sure sure um so yeah no but it does often seem cultish to me so i i yeah i i think that'd be a really interesting conversation yeah. to have and in fact that was actually who was just texting me is the person that i think that That's... we should have on because well, talk about uh, spiritual intervention think... there well that is like a fourth dimensional thing yeah i can't i don't know how to turn it off Yes. So that was uh, my dear friend who we will have on the mm -hmm. show, hopefully pretty soon, maybe pretty soon. even like next week or something. I don't know how soon she'll be able to record, but um, we could easily do a little follow-up episode potentially on this. I would love that. Um, we, Her and I send TikToks back and forth all the time. She's one of my very good TikTok I, You know, so. she is the person I use when I need to have a biblical argument with somebody. Oh, I like that. Like, Callie, what do I need to say to, about this? Tell me about Sodom and Gomorrah. Tell me about whatever the fuck it is, you know, and, and she'll explain the whole scenario to me and then give me a breakdown of it. And, it, and it's great. So it's like my, she's like my, my Bible back pocket person. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, although our joke is that, you know, the only reason I'm getting into heaven is on her coattails. <laughs> But I'm just like, well, that's your heaven, not mine. No, that's that's the that's a, that's something to discuss. I mean, it's isn't listen, that what cults are about? Like the different heavens, almost. I mean, so, same so as religions. That's that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit. Now, it I kind of went down a rabbit hole, but I think it really can fits in the current climate and what's going on. I would love to hear about this rabbit hole. So I was we were I was thinking about cults, and we we're talking about cults and. I realized, like, even talking about the cult, like, uh, two weeks ago, I say last week, but um, when I was talking about the girl that I liked and I joined, and I feel like cult is, um, it's an easy word to weaponize, you know? You can say yes, anything's a cult. For sure. That's a cult. Um, being vegan is a cult. Being gay is a cult. Being a Trump supporter is a cult. Cult, You know, the cult of this, the cult of that. Right. And, and sure, yeah, a lot of it is, but... Um, there's a little danger with this word and it got me thinking a lot about um, kind of the origins of it. So the I, origins of what cult, like not like, okay. Of sort of like taking that word and using it for a of lot of different things the word as opposed cult. to yes. Where did that... specific for what it actually is. Yes. And um, sort of normalizing it almost like, what... Oh, I'm totally in this cult of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or whatever. And, and what I, what I, 
Well, what started it was, um, you know, uh, my sister sent me a post about the, um, what is it again called, uh, that company? Where Fairway? Oh, Wayfair. Wayfair. Yeah. Yes. I don't. I don't know much about the company, but um, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they're like a. I feel like they're like a home goods store. Sure, or something sure, online. sure. So she sent me a, a post about it because we do go down yes. rabbit holes. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, conspiracy. Yep. Okay. So the. Okay. So we. I think so a lot of people let's have. Let's start with the conspiracy. What was it? Well, that's what I'm getting into. Okay. A lot of people have an idea of what that is. Basically, what they're saying is, um, if you look at the Wayfair website, there are some items that are insanely like expensive and they're like labeled there it's like cabinets that we labeled like sixteen thousand dollars <laughs> no i'm not i'm like no, i'm not making this up i know it's literally like sixteen thousand dollars and they're named like and i i guess i kind of a think of that as like like ikea you know when you go and there's like aside from mom which i have a lot of mom things you know <laughs> there's a lot of like named things yeah, so it's like so, a nicole or sure a, yes, yes 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 well <laughs> i don't know where this came from but somebody started like looking into these names and these a lot of the names coincide with with young people that are missing and the thing is is that the names aren't always like um it's not like a jessica it's right. like a really you know kind of a, a an obscure name it seems to me like this was not a problem that somebody went looking for a problem for it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, ooh, where did they get that name? Why is it so much money? And so they start Googling mm -hmm. like the word and then, you know, a missing child comes up and then, ooh, boom, yeah. now we've got a conspiracy. So now, yeah, you're saying they were looking for it. Yes, okay, so, I, and again, I do, overall, as far as conspiracies go, we've talked about this before, yes, they're fun. I don't believe in a lot of them only because I was at an event that really, you know, a lot of conspiracies grew from that event, the, the, you know, Boston Marathon bombing. Yeah. A friend of mine died. Yeah. And the conspiracies around her death were insane. Yeah. Like, she didn't exist. Yep. She was a, it was a false flag. She was an actress. She never even worked with this. And I worked with her. And I knew her. And it was just she like. She was CGI. It was, she didn't no, even I, actually exist. Insane. Yeah. So I was like, wow. Okay. These are actually kind of like. And I mean, we weren't super close. So I'm not like trying to, you know, like it was hurtful. Like, but it was hurtful in a way that was like, wow, these probably this really hurts people well yeah i mean it erases their memory and who they were and, and they, what they happened to them did yes. exist and i remember going to the mirror that i remember her going i remember the guy that also worked with us at the restaurant going because he was running and people supporting him and it was this whole thing and it erased yeah. all of that so yeah I'm a very skeptical on that. Yeah. So this whole thing, of course, I'm still looking into it because I was like, it's interesting. And then it was trending on Twitter. And I'm just, I'm like, a to me, this is like Pizzagate 2.0. Well, th this is where I'm going with it. Okay. So I'm kind of like, um, like a slut for social media. <laughs> like it's like Twitter and I'm like, I need to read it all. I am so, a slut for social I really media. Am. So I uh, went down the whole thing. So I was, and it kind of coincided with us talking about cults. We were getting ready to talk about cults. So right. this all happened at one time and it, it really worked together because there are some things that I realized by going down that rabbit hole about the word cult and the weaponization of cult. Yeah. That um, a lot of it comes from the 60s and 70s. Now, a lot of the cults that we talked about before, now there are some that still have a strong presence today, but a lot of them started around that, yeah. you know? And that was, um, that was a big time for cults. Yes. Also, that was a big time for, you know, um, people thinking differently. 
Yes. You know, and there's, it's not a coincidence that it happened at the same time. The sixties and seventies were when people like started to actually question things. Well, it was a time of a lot of change, sociopolitical change, mm-hmm. like domestic change. I mean, there was a lot going on in the world and in the U.S. I mean, and, and religion in general was just growing more diverse. People started hearing about other religions, Eastern thought, Scientology. Things, well, no, I'm talking about like actually mainstream religions. Well, there were, I mean, but Scientology is arguably Scientology, actually, mainstream. It is, and it was huge in the '60s and yeah. '70s. Um, so you are right, but like I, you know, just everything, it, things started becoming more diverse. Mm-hmm. We know the '60s, the '70s, right? You know, well, and people awakening. LSD. I mean, there were a lot of like drugs that were experimented mm-hmm. with that were mind expansion tools, and I mean, there was a lot of that sort of yeah. Let's let's go out and yep. find ourselves. That you know, and that's when you introduce the the moral uproar the up you know the outrage every cultish upsurge is met with like a wave of hysteria every time that something big happens is you know so 1670s big cults come out yeah perfect time for this wave of um you know conservative hysteria now yeah. yes there these the cults that you know especially the ones that we focused on last week a lot of them were detrimental and dangerous right gross and again it also happens maybe they even came from the right idea but it grew into something that you know more abuse and, and, yeah. yep and and the right power comes from responsibility people aren't capable of that kind of power they just end up turning into monsters yeah but there's something also that happens that really focuses and highlights this, and it's happening now too. And that is like you know there become like a progressive, progressive, progressive movement, and it's met with you know the hysteria. It's met with like an outrage, and the yeah. easiest thing you know that that also the sixties and seventies it started to really focus on things like child abuse because before those things weren't really talked about, right? right. Yeah, and you know, and that um, so we started talking about that. It was, you know, the the traditional family, you know, is, is the that's that was definitely changing. being challenged it's at that time. Being yes. challenged, yep. Yeah. Um, women were starting to enter the workforce. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I grew up in the seventies, right? I was a kid of the seventies and eighties, and I remember the term bastard still being sort of a slur in the way that it was meant to be a slur. Yeah, it's slur, yeah, right? Like, like. You know, like there was something wrong with you because you didn't have a parent. Yep. Right. Like you are somehow less than because. Yeah. The nuclear family. Yeah. And and that that when that started being challenged and when women started actually, you know, the feminist movement, we're talking like a little bit post feminist movement. Second wave. Second wave. Then white women, women in the workforce. Yeah, started entering the workforce. Yeah. Well, what happens when women enter the workforce? Daycare. Right. You need daycare was one of the first things to be immediately focused on demonized. I mean, conservative men were talking about daycare centers being hubs of like. Right. Because they wanted their women to stay home and take care of the family because that was traditionally how it should be done. And that's that's where like a lot of this comes to a point at that point, you know, because we're talking. So you have the rise of the cults. You know, women entering the workforce, all of this thing happening, 
And then you have, you know, the 80s. And then also, you know, the um, HIV and AIDS happening. Everything's kind of coming to a point mm-hmm. where it is so easy to have this, like, conservative panic and talk about, um, oh, this is what happens with, when yeah. society becomes Well, the breakdown of yes, society happens because women are going back to mm-hmm. going into the workforce middle-class women are going into the workforce and not staying home and raising their children. Strangers are now raising their children. Yeah. Oh, God knows what those well, strangers are doing to the children. Yeah. You, and then you have, you know, the homosexuals no. or this, the queers, yes. the panic. You have the satanic panic. Oh, and I'm so that scared. is what came from this whole, you know, in the 1970s, the anti-cult movement, actually started for a lot of the right reasons you know you have the parent um the parent committee for to free our sons and daughters from the children of god there were some really um really like devious cults out there and there were parents trying to do the right thing and And most of these were secular at the time of course you know a lot of the christians stepped in took it over a lot of it turned into other things but before you have like um you know uh uh, Citizens Freedom Foundation, and then you have the Cult Awareness Network, the CAN. That was the big thing, um, and that's you know the seventies. But again, all this stuff starts happening in the seventies where sexuality starts getting demonized, this, right? And you have what all it turns into is the Satanic Panic. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. So the Satanic Panic is. Um, I like. Wait, I just want to stop you there and like thank you for that because like. That really does kind of give it more of a macro lens to Absolutely. sort of the rise of the satanic panic. Because I've heard a lot of stories lately about where did this come from and blah, 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 blah. But I mean, like, it really sort of seems to center around the rise of the right wing uh, moral majority, right? In most Absolutely. of those stories. So hearing a little bit larger of a historical perspective is super fucking interesting. Right? And that's where I kind of got down, like I said, that rabbit hole. I was like, yeah. wait, whoa. I would follow whoa, that rabbit yes. anywhere. That so, little fluffy cottontail. This is so accurate. This really explains a lot because, yeah, I mean, like we talk about cults, um, but I want to get into what, you know, some of the real dangerous cults when we talk about what's the difference between a cult and a religion. Right. Some of the real dangerous, but right. yes, um, so you have the satanic panic of the 1980s. Now, uh, the satanic panic uh, really culminated into this huge, the McMartin trial. Yes, the McMartin daycare yeah. center it, where everybody, every adult essentially in the family and that worked there was accused of or. Well, again, so it's. it's whatever about uh, sexual abuse of all the children there. I mean, and that was sort of where the satanic panic kind of like first started well right? it started actually in canada this woman um who uh was seeing her psychiatrist um psychiatrist is lawrence pazer the woman's michelle smith she ends up uh basically i mean it, it, i'm not going to get into any of her diagnoses or anything like that obviously i'm not qualified for that but starts talking um and he and he's like relating a lot of her issues to some childhood trauma that she's not aware of okay you know so then you kind of enter in the whole like um suggestive right therapy you know and it basically the potential implantation of false memory absolutely 
you know, she's coming, uh, she had a miscarriage, so she's coming out of a depress depressive episode, and he's, you know, looking for some kind of trauma, kind of creates a trauma. They write a book, and it ends up being all about her experience with child abuse and how her parents were Satanists. Now, the 1980s were, like, Satan was, like, a hot topic. Yes. That's when, like, rock and roll was, like, thing. Yeah. Well, you're heavy metal, a, yeah. You're coming at a disco, so you have heavy metal. Yeah, not record, like, yeah. heavy metal. You, you play the records backwards, and you're going to hear Satan. Satan was, like, all over the place. Satan was so, all over the backwards Yes, method. yes. Uh, again, though, let me tell you, like, that's exactly where it came from was the fact that the, you know, the moral majority is like looking for a place to play, put blame right. on the, you know, promiscuity that happened in the 60s and right. the 70s. And right. Well, it's sort of like the shorthand version is the devil made me do it. Right. Absolutely. So so she writes this. They write this book together um, and it's really salacious and, and big and, and it gets, you know, takes the nation by storm, M probably more America because we are, you know, yes. I, the way that we follow news is a little differently than Canada. I mean, it happened in Canada too, but America like latched onto yeah. it. Um, and I should mention that they did later get married. So yeah, the it, Michelle and her therapist got married. So that's kind of, yeah. So it goes to show that's you that like next that, level manipulation yep. on his part. That's so, gross. Well, so now you have over here in California, Manhattan Beach, um, the McMartin trial. What what started there was uh, you have a woman, she a young son who is the McMartin daycare center. He um, ends up having a really uh, um, a stomach issue, painful bowel movement stuff. And she is convinced that somebody molested her. The first place to go is your daycare center. There is a male working there. It was very easy to pin it on him. Um now, so this is starting to gain a little traction because, you know, she's talking about it. She's talking about it publicly. Now, she later was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic. Um, and now, again, at the time, a lot of women were diagnosed inappropriately. But yes. she actually was diagnosed um, with, like, delusions and stuff. And she died a few years later from um, really, like, heart alcoholism okay really pretty hardcore drug use so there were issues there and um and now yeah, it sounds like i mean she probably just had some serious mental health sure, issues and sure, she tried sure. to and you know self-medicate well here's the thing raymond buckley was the man that was accused of it there are still people to this day that say that raymond buckley did there was uh sexual abuse there so i don't want to speak i know whether he did it or he didn't uh -huh. i don't know right. well what happens there is um so uh michelle and her therapist are touring the country then after this book and they get in touch with the people that uh they get in touch with this woman who um is convinced that her daycare center is responsible for the sexual abuse they get in touch they start getting involved and what what ends up happening is uh almost 300 it turns into the big, first of all, it turns into the longest court, longest court proceeding, most expensive court case ever. Seven years and over $15 million then. Jesus Christ. And that's yes. like $3 million trillion in so not only did, today's money. Not only did they get involved with the so-called victims, they got involved with the police department, they got involved with the social workers, they started training them, looking for ways to like find, you know, satanic ritual abuse. So right. this, the McMartin trial starts happening. And during that time, because it's, you know, becomes, it's covered all over that there's this huge satanic cult work. Pedophile ring. Pedophile yes. ring. Yes. A huge all over. Parents are suggestively act, 
asking their children, which turns out actually the children end up mostly accusing the parents. And it just turns into this huge, like, satanic yeah. panic. Everybody was getting molested. It was all Satan. Yeah. Kids were, babies were getting, like, sacrificed. And, like, here's the thing. That stuff does go on. Yes, but, but it's very rare that it is satanically induced more than just pedophilia. Right, right. Pedophilia goes on. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I'm not even like, but it's the accusations not the, were outlandish. Outlandish. Yes. There, the people were flying. I would say they, they were, were flying on broomsticks. Otherworldly and potentially hellish. It. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yes. So that is. I mean, it, and. It's ridiculous the stuff that ends up coming out of this, but when it, when it really comes down to it, it really you know it shows like how easily influenced you know young people are with these you know and and I mean again I try to I want to always believe the victim, but the stories become are getting bigger and bigger, and it was such an easy thing for you know, conservative America to latch on to. Yeah. Now also that meant that almost all men that worked in childcare, especially, especially if they were gay. Oh, absolutely. Were immediately considered pedophile. One, one legislator. Um, and I, I'm paraphrasing this a little bit, but he basically said that like a gay man working with young kids is like, um, a chocolate holic working in a chocolate shop. Yeah, I mean that that stigma. I mean, still lives to this day. Absolutely. I mean, my neighbor. You know, we have we've got a lot of kids in the neighborhood, but I mean, like, you know, he there was one neighbor kid that was obsessed with him, and he's a gay man, and he was just like, this kid wants to come over and hang out, and I, you know, I told him he's not allowed in my house. Yeah, and and you know, I mean, there's. Like, I don't blame and him. Yep. I, you know, I can't blame him either. It's, it's a scary situation to put yourself into. And it doesn't matter that you have no pedophilia, pedophilic, peta, what is it? Pederasty. Pederasty? Pederasty. Oh. If, if you're a pederast, pedophilic. pedophile, whatever. Anyway. I've never said that word so much though. <laughs> <laughs> the point is. Is that because he's a gay man, he has this stigma that he has to be concerned with. And it's something sure. that a lot of, like, I'm sure straight men don't even consider, yep. right? Which is super weird considering it's usually, I mean, in terms of sexual orientation, pedophilia is its own specific brand of sexual orientation. It has nothing to do with homosexuality or heterosexuality, yeah. right? I mean, pedophilia is pederasty. I mean, that's your sexual orientation, right? Is it's, that orientation? Yeah, it's your yeah. pederast. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so, I mean, there are people who, you know, who act on those feelings and there are people who abstain, right. And who may choose to live an asexual style lifestyle or whatever. Right. But I mean, like not everybody who is a pederast is a pedophile. Okay. And like, I think the people who are pederasts, like there has to be a huge fucking struggle, right? Like this internal struggle, like constantly, like, you know, when you were younger, or even now, like when you're mooning over somebody, right? I mean, like, it's, you know, Ooh. not being able to act on yeah, it yeah. at all ever, you know, I mean, like that's got to be a heavy burden to, to bear. Yeah. And much props to those people who never act on those feelings, right? But like what the do people think? who I mean, do act on it, it's fucking disgusting and it's awful and it's horrible because- yeah. What ends up happening is like ruining the life of a person yeah. forever, 
right? Yeah, and kids are gross. Or potentially they're ruining sticky. their life forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, kids are fucking disgusting. disgusting. They're sticky. I mean, I love not. certain children, but <laughs> really <laughs> only certain children. Always. I'm the kind of person, if on Facebook, you post a kid, a picture of your kid, I'm most likely just going to keep scrolling. Yeah. You post a picture of your you animal, yeah. I am in, I'm going to comment, I'm going to like it, I'm going to love it, I'm going to do something yeah. in response. I mean, it's with exception. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's so, I don't know. I don't know. Again, it's one of the other things I don't know enough about to really talk about as far as I, I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I actually talked about, well, I was talking to my sister about this. I, mean, I, I kind of thought of it more as like, um, the abuse part is like kind of a active control as opposed to like an orientation, like rape. Rapers? Oh my God! Was I really just going to say rapers? I think you were. I mean, listen, I'm not. I'm not. No, no, no. Yeah, but it's. It. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. In this, I just. I mean, like the things that I have sort of like looked up about this. I mean, like, yeah, there are certainly a lot of fucking creepy, gross people in the world who are fucking pedophiles and who act on those instincts and and desires. But I, there are other people who don't act on them. Yeah. And um. and I just imagine that their lives are really fucking hard because of that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm like, and I and I have empathy for that. I don't have sympathy in the sense that like I'm not sad that you don't get to go out and hurt children because children cannot consent, right? Yeah. I mean, like that's ultimately what it boils down to. So it's like it's ultimately, you know, that sort of thing of like being able to accept uh consensual versus non-consensual, right? I mean, yeah. there are some men, like some. Men who don't accept consent, exactly. So I, you know, I mean, like, I I don't know all the ins and outs of all of the sexual orientation things, but like, what I'm basically trying to say essentially is that like, pedophilia has nothing to do with homosexuality or heterosexuality. Absolutely, yeah. A totally separate thing. Like, being attracted to children is different than being attracted to a consenting adult. Yes, yes. And, And it's so weird that they like, I mean, it's not weird. It's homophobia is so deeply rooted but yeah so well and and it, that's part of the problem right like homophobia has often been linked to pedophilia and pederasty mm-hmm. and that's a huge fucking stigma on the community still particularly gay men yeah um well so that being said you know we're at a, a point now where we're talking a lot about um sex trafficking and sex trafficking with children and pedophilia rings and all of right. that stuff. So that, that's what the Wayfair thing boils down to, right? So we're, you know, what's, what's, what's happening lately? What's going on? You yes. know, again, like we have a really progressive movement, you know, you have like same sex marriage. It's something, and, and it happened a while ago, but still, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, Roe v. Wade, just things that are actually, you know, once it's happened, there's, it has to be some conservative backlash and the quickest Fastest, and I think we had a black president. A black president. Oh my god! The quickest, fastest, easiest thing to do, and and the most, I mean, you know, it's it creates like an immediate reaction when you talk about like abusing children. It's and again, I think it is rooted from like you know, homosexuality is always in that. It's always considered a liberal agenda, and it's it's very easy to just go right into. Pedophilia. pedophilia. Yes. So then you have something that comes along like Pizzagate, what yes. they talk about. Oh, because right. Hillary so Clinton. It was sort yes. of the precursor to Wayfair. Yes. And yes. the postcursor, I guess, uh, to uh, the uh, uh, 
Satanic like Martin, Pan- yeah, Satanic, all of that Satanic happened. Panic, so yeah. because it's another time of like, you know, where it's I swear to you, liberals get a few good things. They have to <laughs> fucking come in and ruin it. Always so you're diddling children. God like, damn God. it! So Pizzagate happens, 2016 election. Um, you know the WikiLeaks thing, and they could the WikiLeaks. So what was Pizzagate so, though? So Pizzagate is basically. Um, I gotta look at my notes because I. Well, I can tell you really quick. Go ahead. You don't need. I don't need notes. I know. I need. Essentially, uh, supposedly Pizzagate was a pizza parlor, and I feel like Northwest Chevy Chase area in in like Seattle. No, oh, it was in DC. Yeah. So I I should probably tell because you don't know. (laughs) Well, essentially, though, there was supposedly a underground sex ring so, happening in the basement of a pizza parlor what that happened? Hillary Clinton and her campaign advisor, John Podesta, Podesta yep. they f- were facilitating this yes. child sex ring yes. because as we know, they're already part of the cabal that uh, with the mole children that we talked about that's like, weeks what, ago that's on where the I, conspiracy theory. That's where I got into this is the fall of the cabal. I watched yes. that documentary on YouTube. Oh, and it, I have just, to watch that. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm and sure it, goes, it is. You know what? And it's all 4chan insult behavior. Oh, all these dudes are like saying that. And I don't always, watch that. Then. Always blame like Hillary Clinton. So they basically went through these emails and said that the, there's these code words and there might be coded language. That has literally, I guarantee, has nothing to do with trafficking children. But there might be coded language in any email sure. between anybody. But Absolutely. Especially at that high level, Exactly. Right? But they're, like, saying that, like, um, it was, like, cheese means young girl. Pepperoni means young boy. I don't know. It yeah. was just, and so they were basically saying, um, you know, they're, they're trafficking children. Trafficking children. Because there was a fundraiser held at this yes. random-ass pizza For place. Hillary. Comet Ping Pong. And so that apparently there were tunnels underneath. It was going yes. to the everything. Well, and, and some fucking nut job showed up there with a gun to kill Edgar everybody. Madison Welch and showed up. Yeah. Turns out the place doesn't even have a motherfucking basement. No. And so it. I mean, so there goes the tunnels. There goes the basement. There go the mold children. There goes the sex, and, sex and, trafficking. And it's still now. This is the problem because there is sex trafficking. Absolutely. And, I mean, with Epstein, you do see that there are. Definitely higher level people, elite there with is, R. Kelly. I mean, all of those yes, people. Yes, there is that is going on, and those people drive me the most nuts. And not them, the people who like enable them, right? Like mm-hmm. because those are the people that help perpetuate this kind of Wayfair shit, this kind of PizzaGate shit. It's all such bunk. I know, and it's, it's so. When it if you start researching it and find out, it comes. It is born and bred in right wing society. It is born in these, especially now when we talk about like the internet. It's born in 4chan. It is born in these like, and they're real. Like 4chan is grossly right wing and very like it's packed filled with incels. We talked a lot about incels, and it and it it's there's so much misogyny in that like. A woman being in power, she says, "No, now I am not saying that like Bill Clinton isn't problematic because he is all over the the release of those." So and then you have the, the Epstein thing. The people that's who are problematic, yes, you have that happening. Who ruin it? And and the, but the people, it's really easy to grab on it because of yeah. course now you have a link. So Bill Clinton is all over that island. He's all over that island. He's all over those things. But you know what? The girl who like came forward, guess where she worked at Mar-a-Logo. Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago, whatever, yeah. So, I mean, 
right there. Now you have Trump involved, but for some reason they don't care. I mean, it, well, even if they do care, they don't pay attention. There is this idea that Trump is the first person to come in, in office and start like, he, uh, apparently people think he's going to arrest all of these people. Yeah, I don't understand it at all because it's completely counter to literally everything he's ever done. And not life. to mention, he's had literal charges against him, like against him from a you know a girl who was 12 at yes. the time when she was in Connor Trump like yes. and he like where he worked there are a billion pictures of him in Epstein yeah and that chick um what's her name uh you're good Ghislaine Maxwell yes it wishing her well no my god what the fuck what dude a fucking chump I don't I don't really I, you know no, I, it's, she's it's, a lovely person I wish her well telegraphing that he will protect her if she protects him I mean, that's but, what that but is. it goes to show what people really care about because it stops there. It's I when I started looking into this and when I started going down that rabbit hole. Now, now to be fair, the Wayfair thing, most of the people that were looking into it were into like getting Trump out too. Like a lot of the people that I saw that were looking into it, yeah, were like you know like younger people that just you know started kind of putting two and two together or whatever right. and 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 those a lot of those people were like yes well fucking trump's part of it too yeah. obviously especially considering the fact that a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the um cabinets were named after kids that were like detained at the border like things oh, like that. really yeah there was a lot of like situations like that. i didn't hear now, like that part of it but. i can't say for sure if it's my first instinct when things like happen like this is to say it's not real. Uh -huh. And I don't know. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. I don't know what to say out the way for things. There are definitely, it's weird that things are. I think it, when it comes to like conspiracy type stuff, I think it's good to come at it from a skeptical perspective. Yeah. I really do. Like when you're talking about like, and I think it's also good to come at faith with a spirit or with a fucking skeptical perspective. I mean, I think that questioning things is really a good thing. The problem though is, is that, these things are often cased in uh, or, or framed in a way of like, uh, we are questioning the the paradigm. We are qu questioning the the narrative that's being put out by mainstream media. And so we're smarter than you. And, yeah. and we have information that you don't have. And we have these connections that you don't have. Yeah. And that makes people feel like special. And 9 11, feel good. yeah. Right. And so, I mean, like, and I think that that like bleeds over into cult, like, behavior as well right like yeah I have the answers that you don't have like you really do need to like I know that we've talked about this but you need to watch the Leah Remini like Scientology and like, I, Aftermath I hear you I hear all of you <laughs> who keeps telling me to watch that I definitely do it is I am almost listen I am almost done with Lost and I am almost done with my sideshow my so-called life right now so I will oh my god you're <laughs> Your two repeats, repeats, repeats. Shut up. I will watch that. Because Listen, I, I just, I honestly, I have so much respect for what she's done with that because she was in a cult and mm -hmm. she has had to go through a certain amount of deprogramming herself and the light that she's shining onto this cult and the way that she's kind of like helping like give, uh, 
a platform to these voices of people who have been harmed by this cult is incredible. Yeah. And it really, really is so fucking interesting when you hear about like the things that they do to ensure, you know, the status of the cult over all else, which is what's interesting to me. Like when we compare it to like the Trump world, perfectly said this, what the, the importance even with the wafer thing, even everything is this to remain, maintain the status of what they want, you know, the agenda over everything else, right. over people, over like Trump over everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's so many Republicans have chosen Trump over the U.S. Constitution or the American people or whatever you want to, like, however you want to yeah. frame it, you know? So it's like, it is very cult-like and that's mm-hmm. kind of the weirdest and craziest thing I think about like the time that we're living in right now. I mean, is that it's the next satanic panic in like, a, it's framed differently, but like, yes. yes. And that's why I wanted to like talk about this today and have the second part, like talk about cult because we're in it. And Guys, this is, this is, this is the culmination of that. When you look back and see the ridiculousness of that time period, we're in it. We're in the thick of it right we now. We are in the thick of it. And that is exactly why you should do- join our cult instead that's- of the Trump cult. This whole thing ours is, about is way our, better. Yeah. Ours is way better. It's more fun. Do we have a flower? The cult cult's not a flower. If we did, well, I think our flower should be lavender. I really we like could lavender. just well, we could just make ourselves an autonomous. We could declare ourselves an autonomous state and just be sort of like one Ooh, of those can people. We be um uh so tax free. And we can yeah, we can have lavender. Your like religion. sure, let's have a flourish of lavender. Okay. All right. I'm in. Oh. So good. I love this conversation. So do I. But I I have a couple of quick questions for you. Some answers. I want to find out what kind of cult you should join. So I found sure. a quiz. So question number one. What's your income like? <laughs> a. I barely get by life as a struggle. B. I do okay, but I spend most of my money on nerdy fun stuff. Meh. I don't really worry. We're all going to die soon anyway. Number four, I'd say I'm fairly well off for someone like me. Number five, I make enough money, but it never seems to be enough. And number six, I'm wealthy. Three. Three? Meh. Meh. I don't really worry. We're all going to die. All right. Pick a sitcom. 30 Rock, The Office, Community, The Big Bang Theory, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and The Mindy Project. Out of that? Yes. You know, I'm a huge Office fan, but I think a little, I like the grittiness of It's Always Sunny. Okay. So it's always sunny. What's holding you back in life? Number one, sometimes I feel like my entire life is out of control. Two, I procrastinate as a, and as a result, can't get, seem to get work done. Number three, I'm not as popular and famous as I deserve to be. Obvi. Number four, I suffer from self-doubt and lack of self-esteem. That's so not you. That's not me. Number five, I fight with my friends too much. That's also not you. Not me. And number six, I'm a pessimist. That's nope. not you. Um, wait, what was the first one? Sometimes I feel like my entire life is out of control. Nope. Second one? I procrastinate and as a result can't seem to get work uh, done. We'll go with that one. Okay. You don't want to go with I'm not as popular and famous as I deserve to be because I feel like that's the answer. Yeah, anyway, you're right. Because I really, I mean, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like I have so much to offer. You do. Okay. So choose a pattern. Pinstripe, floral, uh, skulls, blue, like 
Navy blue? Lightning pattern. No, it's a can light blue. It? Yeah, you can see them. But I'm trying to describe them for our audience. Crosses, like a gold black cross I mean, It's clean. I like clean. Okay. It looks like it's very nautical. Okay. And which of these conspiracy theories is actually true? Number one, we've made contact with aliens, but the FBI covers it up. Two, our sun will die out and freeze all life on Earth. Three, the government is poisoning our food to keep us docile. Four, a super volcano might erupt and kill us all. Five, pop stars are hiding satanic lyrics in their songs. <laughs> Four. And number six, there's a secret society of celebs who Four. control the media. A super volcano? Yeah, it's probably going to wipe us out. See ya. Bye. So what do you waste your money on? Most of your money. Takeout? Video games, alcohol, shiny gadgets, movies and TV box sets, or clothes. Takeout. You got a doomsday cult. Yes. We're all doomed, so why not spend the final days with a like-minded group of Debbie Downers? Yes. See ya. <laughs> when the comets rain down and scorch the earth, at least you won't get out of this world alone. I like it. See, I, I I got the answer of being part of an alien cult, which I'm super into. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Doomsday aliens. Yeah. Into it. Dooms Doomsday aliens. I'm into it Doom too. Yeah. That, that could, I mean, do we believe in aliens in a cult? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Aliens are totally Have you seen welcome. one? Oh, I see them every day. No, for real. The reptilians? No, for real. Have you no, ever seen? I've, no. No. Are you that person that's... Do you believe in aliens? Uh, I certainly do. I just don't know that they'd actually bother vis visiting know, right? us. Like, <laughs> they could drive by Why? Earth and lock their fucking doors. Right? <laughs> like, no one thank you. So years ago, though, when I lived in Los Angeles, a friend of mine OD'd, and we were all in the oh, hospital. Jesus. Well, I know. It sounds like a downer story, but it's not. So we were all in the hospital. It's like 5 o'clock in the morning. There's like a pat, like a... A whole like group, like ten of us, maybe okay. fifteen, and we're all just kind of sitting there watching the news, you know, the TV, whatever. And this woman walks up and she points directly at me and she says, "The mothership is landing. Yeah, you know where to go." And I was just like, "Me?" And she's like, "You know who you are." I mean, that would have made me like listen. I felt special. That would have made me like, yeah, she I would, and that special. would sit with me forever. And it has. Forever. Um, um, so I'm just waiting for the mothership to land so that I know where to go. I had a woman in a library once say to me, I don't know what it is about you, but you'll be famous. And she's like, well, your last name will be famous. Well, Ed Snowden. Snowden made definitely <laughs> made it famous. So I was like, oh, that's fair. But um, yeah, I like that. You know, I feel like sometimes going up to people and being like, just say something like profound. Some weird shit. Or in the airport, be like, don't get on that flight. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't get on that flight. Don't get on that flight and don't ever look back. I like don't see. I feel like don't don't. I wouldn't if somebody came up to me and said don't get on the flight. I'd be like right, bye. <laughs> I mean, you are absolutely right. <sighs> All right, so um, let's talk about crushes. All this right, week. let's do crushes. <laughs> Who's your crush? Crush. Crushes. Crushes. You want to do your crush? I do. Do you want to do your crush? Yes, I do. What a red, what is that? Monica Lewinsky. Ooh. Yeah. Good one. Everything no. we were talking about just started making me think about that. I love her on Twitter. Oh she's God. a queen. She is. And she's very attractive. And she's, she's so beautiful, funny yes. and 
witty and like everything everything she puts on twitter is gold so. agree yes totally my did i ever tell you that she used to come into the coffee shop i worked at when i lived in la shut up yeah for reals yeah did for, you talk to her? uh all the time because i was waiting on her but i never talked to her about anything like that and she would use a pseudonym yeah. Whenever she'd order anything, and we all respected that. Veronica Maninsky? Like, yeah, no. Samantha <laughs> was usually the name that she gave, at least the, at the coffee shop. I mean, she doesn't use that anymore, so that's why yeah. I feel comfortable saying it. But, like, I mean, this was that's awesome. in the 90, the late 90s when, the, oh, all, okay. like, after all of this God. kind of initially went down. Oh, woman. So, yeah, she was, yeah. yeah. And she was just awesome. I mean, she was an awesome customer and she's awesome on That Twitter makes such a difference. If you'd have said she was a terrible, like, uh, customer, I probably would have changed it. Like that- Courtney Love, who is awful in every was way. She? Oh, awful. Yeah. She has a lot of bruises. She's just the most <laughs> entitled, which is so weird. But yeah, she's very entitled. Yeah. To I am. attention and. Uh, who the fuck did I work with all the time? Um. You know that show, Rizzoli and Isles? Uh, yeah, but I never watched it. What is her name? The woman that's the kind of more famous. Angela and, Harmon? Yes, she was terrible. Oh, no, really? Oh, my God. Not only was she terrible to me, but I... So, when I lived in L.A., I worked at Disney Studios, and I worked for um, this event planning on the lot, and she... So, there would be, like, you know, like like rap parties or yeah. when uh, a pilot picked up or shows or whatever and she came through this like whole thing like this line thing that I was working there was an older woman that I worked with named Bonnie uh-huh. Bonnie was really nice and she had a tortoise which I thought was really cool but um she was so awful to Bonnie and I just remember being like you were literally the worst person. She was so rude if all the time. If you're awful to Bonnie, then you're an awful human she being. She really was. Yeah, and I Bonnie get it. Bonnie was really nice. It just, she was just rude. She I was get rude. it. I mean, there are there are those people, though, that you're like, if yeah. you are awful to that person, you're I mean, I could person. see you being awful to me, but if you're oh, awful totally to that person, probably, yeah. then you gotta go. Yeah. I mean, I worked with some pretty awful... I worked with Michael Eisner. But actually, to be honest, he was always really friendly to me. Yeah. I met him, like, a handful of times. He was very friendly. Yeah. But, like, awful as a person. Yeah. Um, I worked I worked an event with Pink, and she was very friendly. Oh, I imagine Pink to be She amazing. was so friendly. I, I met, would be crushed if she wasn't. Yeah, she, she was so friendly. I met um, Nicole Richie in a coffee shop once. Oh, yeah. Because I was talking about her. I didn't realize she was standing behind me. <laughs> and she was so friendly, but her uh, boyfriend at the time... Who has since passed, so I feel kind of like a jerk, but Yikes. he was so mean to me. Yeah. Um, well, DJ AM, I can't remember what his name was, but yeah. he was not nice. But... If you're a DJ for AM, it's probably not a good choice. No, his name was DJ AM. I know. He was a good DJ. I get it. I'm he joking. Did that. So I'm just, I don't know anything He was about such him. a jerk to me. But anyway, go ahead. So I was joking about AM radio versus FM oh, radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is AM radio still a thing? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's where Rush Limbaugh plays. fucker speaking of right-wing cults um okay so my crush this week is leah remini because of the work that she's done honestly like i was never a big leah remini fan i i actually had seen her in a play what is she in i had seen her in a play at the pasadena playhouse and she was really good at it i love the pasadena Playhouse. a million years ago yeah it's such a cool place yeah it's a great it's, it's a, a great, great theater. Venue, yes. Great theater. But I mean, like in terms of her TV stuff, I was just never a fan of like the shows that she was on. I mean, like, I don't, 
I don't even really know any of them because I'm not, gonna, I'm not a sitcom kind of girl in general and they were generally sitcoms. And so I really kind of was sort of Kings like of, give or take Kings, uh, King and King of Queens Kings or something. Of Thorn, Kings of Liam? Kings of Queens. Kings of Queens. Yeah. King of Queens? Kings of Liam. No. What is King of Liam? That's, that's not. That's a band. Oh, okay. It was like anyway, King so, of Queens or something like she's that. She's cute. Because she talks about like the Church of Scientology wanting her to get uh, her co-star from that show into the Church of Scientology. And she was like, well, I can't. He's Catholic. I mean, he's got a faith system. I mean, he's not like wavering on that, you know? But like when she was in the yeah, church, they were heavily pressured her going to, to watch this. try to recruit him. But anyway, I mean, like the work that she's done though, I mean, like I have to say like the amount of deprogramming that she's had to go through because she was raised in the church. It wasn't like she became... A lot of the people in LA are, yeah. Yeah, it so to be it wasn't celebrity. like she became... A, a, a Scientologist in her adulthood like Tom Cruise, right? Like she was raised in that church. So I can't imagine the amount of heartbreak and grief that she's had to go through in order to like mourn the loss of all of that, sure, right? Yeah. And and deprogram herself enough to like go out there and try to help people like get deprogrammed or at least tell their stories from this cult. I mean like it's incredible. Like, I really do recommend that in terms of... What is it of, on? It's on Hulu. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, I will watch at least one episode tonight. It's excellent. I mean, her... You can see her really responding to these things in very real ways. Yeah. You know? Like, she gets really mad about certain things and really, you know, touched with certain things and really, you know, upset about other things, you know, sad about other things. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really good. Yeah. And I it's think, not acting. Like, you can see it's yeah. very clearly, like, she's moved by this stuff because she fucking experienced this shit, you know? She knows it firsthand, and it's heartbreaking to her because it her, you know, it took out her whole world, you know? Yeah. So. I, um, yeah, I've had, uh, you're the second person to tell me to watch that. So. Yeah. 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 I will, I will watch it. Awesome. I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna pause Lost in my so-called life. I double, triple dare ya. Don't mess with me. Hey, wait, I have a question though. Sure. Since you're a social media slut, is there a place where people can find us on yes. social media? Yes. Um at Queer Podcast on Instagram and at Queerdos on Facebook. Oh my gosh. Okay, you are a slut. I am. Well, I'm really, really big on a TikTok, which we did just get a TikTok. We are gonna get more involved in TikTok. Yes. Get more we active are. on it. And once we get there, we'll share. Yeah. But we just set it up, so it's gonna be a minute. Yeah. But um, let me you can still find us on there for a podcast. Yeah. Pod. Queered pod. Queered pod. Yeah. Queered at queered pod. Yeah. TikTok is really fun though. It, it is. Is, yeah. is it? I don't know. I know. We'll You're see. never gonna be into it. I'm very into it. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So this was an awesome conversation. It really was so much. I'm fun. really glad that we talked more about it. Kind of like, you know, brought it to a point because I think it's really important to um talk about like the origins of things and and yes, I think cults are bad and just. But to also throw that word around at everything, it's really important to find the origin of it. And I think yeah. we can see that. A lot of it, that word is is weaponized from the right a lot. So we got to be For careful sure. with it. Yeah. But I still stand by the fact that Trump people are in a cult. Yeah. I mean, the, the left uses it, use it properly. The right doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Well, we'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Be weird. Be, be queer. Stay weird and queer. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> or something.